0: My name is Kate the Socialite and you're listening to episode 83 of The Kate Show. Guys, have you ever been in a weird situation in your business with a client or a potential client and they've said something to you about your prices being too high, you being too young, you being too new, you coming from a different career and you were dumbfounded, you did not know what to say? I get questions like this from my Socialite Vault members and my other clients on the regular. It's amazing how we all end up dealing with clients who can get just a little bit weird, and it can get awkward when we don't know what to say in response, especially if we're lacking confidence. So if you have found yourself in any of the following scenarios, you're going to love this episode. I get questions like, should I make it obvious on my website that I'm a one person business or will that discredit me? How can I get clients to take me seriously when I only just graduated from design school? How can I reference my past careers without harming the validity of my current home industry business? These are the questions I receive from you guys all the time. And no matter how long or short you've been in the business world, you've likely experienced the insecurity that comes with starting something new. And I totally get it. We like to anticipate how we'll be received and if possible, prevent any negative assumptions or judgment, but here's the thing. I find that we're often far too judgmental on ourselves. What if I told you that being a one person business was sometimes better than having a team of employees? What if I could get you to speak about your skills confidently, even if you just graduated or recently changed careers. You get to control the first impression potential clients receive of you and your business, and you also get to help them determine whether to feel confident in your ability or not. It's all in the wording. Now, your actions do need to back up whatever you're saying, but you would need to make sure you don't make the mistake of downplaying or discrediting yourself through negative connotations. So today on The Kate Show, we're talking about confidence and marketing the two things most female business owners lack, and what to say when you or a client are questioning your abilities. You're gonna wanna keep these scripts for future use. But before we dive into these scripts, I do want to remind you guys, if you have not left a rating or a review for The Kate Show yet, I would absolutely love it if you did. By the way, let's talk about the review of the week. This one comes from Becca Love and she says, My business is residential real estate, but much of what is discussed on this podcast applies to running my business. So I'll keep listening and learning. Thank you so much, Becca. I appreciate that you took the time to do that. And thank you also for the five stars. That totally makes my day. So if you have something you'd like to say about the podcast and hey, if you want to leave me a five star review, head over to iTunes or whatever podcast app you use and get it done. All right, guys. Now let's dive into these scripts. We need to get a few things straight. First, you need to understand that a self-confident person elicits confidence from other people. If you believe in your own value and your own ability, these people will be more inclined to do so as well. This concept goes back to the common saying, you teach people how to treat you. Second, as women in business, we tend to teach our clients that we are self-critical which invites their criticism, that we are operating from a scarcity mindset, which encourages them to ask for a discount or attempt to snag free advice, or that we don't quite view our business as a business, implying that they should view it as a hobby too. You can only imagine how damaging this is to your business and your marketing, or maybe you don't even have to imagine. Maybe you're living this right now. Living with ideas of, I'm not that good yet, or I barely have enough work and will do anything to get a project, or my business, it's just this thing I do. No, 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 just nothing. What you do is real and valuable and marketable. And if you don't believe that, your marketing is always going to fall flat. As long as your intention is to run an honorable business, serve clients at a high level and deliver everything you promise, you have every reason to be confident. And as you work through some mindset practices, you can start using a few of the scripts I'm sharing with you today to make sure you aren't coming across to clients like an insecure Sally or a doormat Debbie. I was recently browsing Instagram, which I honestly spend a little bit too much time doing, but I found this awesome graphic from at Danny Donovan and it was called Email Like a Boss. And I just really loved it, so I'm including it in the show notes, but I also want to read some of her tips for you guys. She tells you what you can say in weird little situations where You might have to be a little bit more forthright or a little bit more professional than some of us are initially inclined to be. And I got a lot of value from this because I'm sending emails all day long. I try to stay out of my inbox, but, you know, it just doesn't always happen that way. And I find that she has really good tips for coming across better than things that I tend to say. So let me stop rambling and just share this with you. Instead of saying to your client, sorry for the delay, just say, thanks for your patience. I think as women, we apologize far too much and it's really unnecessary, so I love that tip. Instead of saying to a client, what works best for you, simply ask, could you do this day or this time? That shows that you are taking the initiative and you are driving the ship. Instead of saying, no problem or no worries in place of your welcome, you can simply say, always happy to help. When someone is questioning your abilities or if they are second guessing your decision, instead of saying, I think maybe we should do this, simply say, it would be best if we did blank. This works whether you're a stager, a designer, or a workroom. You are a professional and your opinion does matter and that's a big part of what people are paying you for. Danny Donovan also shares that if you're spending way too much time trying to write an email and get that wording just right, it would probably be easier if you just picked up the phone and called that person. So maybe just send them an email and say, it'd be easier to discuss this in person. Do you mind if I call you? When you have a client who received information from you and maybe they're just a lead and they received information about your services and it's been a week or so, instead of following up with them and saying, hey, did you get what I sent you? Or hopefully that makes sense, question mark. Simply send them an email, remind them what you sent them and then say, let me know if you have any questions. When you're wondering how you can easily check in with a client that you're waiting on, let's say they still didn't respond to that last email you sent, instead of saying, I just wanted to check in, say something a little bit more aggressive, but still kind and professional, which is, when can I expect an update? That is completely reasonable and it shows that you mean business. Now, there is a chance that in one of your projects you might make a small error. I mean, it happens to all of us. Instead of apologizing profusely for it, like, oh, sorry, my bad, I totally missed it. You can say something like, oh, thanks for catching that. I really appreciate you letting me know. Here is the revision or whatever it is you need to do, because that shows that you're acknowledging responsibility for the mistake and that you're humble enough to thank the client for pointing that out and that is a great way for you to maintain your professionalism without looking like you're suddenly groveling at their feet because oh no you're human and you made one little error danny's last tip is one that i've had to use quite often especially when i have meetings back to back and one of them starts to go long and i always feel bad cutting meetings short and i know that you guys do as well because just like me You freaking love your clients. You don't want to turn and burn on anybody. But if you have an appointment that's overlapping with your next appointment, instead of saying, hey, can I leave early, because you don't need their permission, you could instead say at the beginning of the meeting, I will need to leave at this time for my next meeting. And let them know, just communicate ahead of time, and that will make it a lot easier. Okay, so those were the tips from at Danny Donovan on Instagram, and I'm gonna now go into the eight different scripts that I have for you guys unique to the home industry that you can use to get yourself out of those sticky or awkward situations. So let's get started. Number one, how to tell clients you are a one woman show. Instead of saying, I wear all the hats, say this. I'm currently the sole designer or stager or workroom professional here at your business name because I take the quality of my projects to heart. Personal interaction with clients is important to me since every bit of feedback helps improve my services. I also work with an extended team of subcontractors who share these values. Together, we look forward to serving you. This shows that you have zero shame in being a one man or a one woman show and you're immediately showing that potential client the value of it being just you. Number two, how to address clients who mention that you are brand new at what you do. Instead of saying, I just graduated or I only just started my business, say this instead. I recently earned my degree in the field of design or I recently launched my business after the culmination of years of self-study and research into this field. With a creative mind untarnished by trends or false expectations, I'm strategically navigating this and I'm so glad we found each other. My goal is to win the trust of more potential clients like you. As it stands now, the next project opening I have on my calendar is this, which of those days work for you. So this takes the client from a state of thinking, wait, she's new. Does she really know what she's doing? To proving to them, just because you recently graduated, or you recently officially launched your business doesn't mean that that's, now the very first time you've ever dipped your toe into this certain field. The truth is it's not because if you've been going to school for that long or you've been preparing to launch a business for this long, you've been thinking about this, you've been involved in the industry far longer than they will ever see. There is a much bigger backstory there. Even if you are only that 22 or 23 year old interior design student who just graduated, you need to remember that there is no shame in being brand new to anything. Everyone has to start somewhere. And it also means that you don't need to treat yourself like someone who is extra naive. You don't need to treat yourself like a newbie and you don't need to put yourself down for it, especially not in front of your potential clients. Number three, how to explain to clients that this is actually your second career. Instead of saying, I used to be a, you know, whatever you used to be, but then I realized that designing or staging or soft furnishings was my true calling, because that makes it sound like you made a mistake, which we all know that you didn't, say this instead. After rounding out a full chapter of life experience as a whatever you were, I transitioned to becoming a designer, stager, workroom owner. This has allowed me to use the different facets of my various experiences in one consistent and beautiful way. My background in my previous career has helped me bring, then, list the benefits to my clients. And then, end with When would you like to book our first on site consultation? Now you'll notice that's not a yes or a no question they actually have to give you an answer and it takes them off the topic of thinking wait she hasn't always been a designer or she hasn't always been a stager like who am i really hiring here to being like all right let's move this sale along let's get it going because this is a business to you and your time is valuable and you do want to serve this client Now, if you find out, okay, this client's not really a good fit, you don't need to use this script or any other script. You can simply and kindly part ways. And in that case, you would simply say something like, upon further review, it looks like we won't be a good fit for each other, but I suggest that you check out my colleague over here. Or if you don't have a colleague to refer them to, you can simply leave it with, I feel that we are not going to be a good fit or my schedule has gotten too busy to allow for your project and the time that it would require. And there is nothing wrong with that. You don't need to feel bad about it at all. At the end of the day, you need to make sure that you're working with clients who are not gonna make you hate yourself or hate your business. Does marketing your interior design, home staging or workroom business give you anxiety? Guys, I get it. I used to hate marketing, that is, until I found a way to make it easy and simple. Now I share my secrets with all my members over at socialitevault.com. As a member, you get access to social media posts, captions, hashtag sets, email newsletters, client welcome packets, branded magazines, and more, ensuring that you'll have a complete sales funnel for attracting new clients even when you're asleep, or just too busy to even think about your marketing. Turn those hours you spend worrying about your marketing into hours spent working on new client projects. Your business deserves high quality marketing, and you deserve to get your time back. There is no contract required for this service, so head over to socialitevault.com to get started. Number four, how to address your situation if you feel you are too young or too old and are being judged for it. Instead of saying, I know I'm young, but I learn quickly, you're gonna actually do something else. And this is kind of a trick, guys. I'm sorry, I tricked you. You should never let yourself feel discriminated against for your age. Now, notice I did not say you should not let other people discriminate against you. I said, you should not let yourself feel discriminated against because you cannot control other people's actions, but you can control the way they make you feel. Just make sure that you are behaving in a manner that befits the professional adult you are, whether you feel you're really young or older. You honestly can't control whether people judge you or estimate your age, and it's just so rude on their part, quite honestly. And if you're wondering, okay, why is she including this script in here or this tactic? It's because I get asked by people in the home industry by women who are either in their very early 20s or even approaching their late 60s and they feel so much criticism and so much judgment and maybe that's coming from them. It's coming internally, but it can also be coming externally because there are some young designers who contact me and say, you know, I had a client call me, you know, just a dear little girl and it really rubbed me the wrong way and I'm just not sure how to handle it. It is hard to handle, but you have to remember that you can't control the way these people are going to think about you, but you can control the type of person that you are and how those people make you feel. So it doesn't have to turn into some sort of awkward situation. You can just smile and roll your eyes if you need to, because people with those types of judgmental minds have a lot of other issues going on too, and they don't have to become your issues. Number five, how to address potential clients if you've recently moved your business to a new service area. Now, I get asked for scripts like this when I have clients who move from one coast to the other here in the US, or just from one state to another, but they realize they can't continue serving their old clients or it's gonna be very difficult and they're not looking to get any new clients in their old service area, but they also don't want people in the new service area to think they're a new business and they just don't have anything going for them. So instead of saying that you left all your clients in this other state or this other province if you're Canadian, say something like, I recently expanded my service area to include this current area and I look forward to making the right connections as I continue to serve my clients at the highest level. This shows, again, that you're serious about what you do, and you really don't care if someone thinks, well, why are you starting over again here? Are you like a brand new business? Like what on earth are you? And we also have to remember that sometimes people will be thinking that about us, but oftentimes they won't. And we're the ones who are very critical on ourselves and can get that new feeling of insecurity when we move our business to a new location, just like we did back in the day when we first launched our business. Number six, how to answer potential clients who want a discount. Guys, this is such a big deal. I can't even tell you. And if you end up getting a lot of clients who are looking for a discount, it's probably because there's something in your marketing that is attracting them and you do need to address it. But if this is just a rare occurrence for you, so rare that it takes you off guard, there is something that you can say that won't alienate this client, and you might still actually get to work with them, but you won't end up working for free. So instead of saying, you know, no way, absolutely not, say something like, my rates reflect how much my services will benefit you. While I don't offer discounts, I'd love to offer you a smaller service package that is more aligned with your budget. Would that interest you? And if they say yes, then give them the offer. If they say no, then move along. Number seven tags along with this. It is how to respond to clients who say, my project would be a great addition for your portfolio. And then they give you that, I want a deal facial expression. Yeah, we've all seen it. Instead of saying, well, I'll have to think about it, and oh my goodness, this is so awkward, say, I don't take on a project unless it's something I can be proud of, which means all my projects are proudly displayed in my portfolio. I'd be happy to include yours if we decide that we're a good fit. Now, let's get your initial paid consultation on the books. Notice that I said paid. You're not giving them a free consultation. They already think they're doing you a favor by saying, oh, well do this project for me. And again, if you're wondering, okay, why is she including this script? It's because I have a lot of young designers and stagers who run into this problem. And sometimes it's just because you guys look young because you are young and you look like a new business because you are a new business. That doesn't mean that you deserve to be treated in any way that is less than professional. So make sure that you are still calling the shots and setting the standards of attitude and behavior in your own business. Number eight, when a client says, I don't like how you did this, after a long series of back and forth and revisions during which they continue to change their mind, instead of saying, I'm sorry, let's try again, or let's do another revision, say this. We've reached the end of the revisions covered in our current scope of work. If you'd like to make more revisions, I'm happy to do it. My hourly rate of blank will apply, and I'll need you to tell me exactly what you'd like me to do. I'll then write up a document or an amendment to our contract that you will sign upon completion to verify that you're happy with and fully accept this change. That will then conclude this phase of the project. Guys, if you have ever worked on a design concept for someone and they keep changing their mind and they feel like they have to run everything you say past their own committee, where it's their mom and their sister and their cousin and their neighbor and their best friend, and you find that this person just doesn't really know what she wants and she is leaning more so on everyone else's opinions that are always going to be different and always changing, you'll see that she has an issue with her own confidence and she's also not very confident in you, so you have to remind her, hey, we don't do endless revisions here, and you do need to make a decision. You need to be decisive, and then come in wherever you see her needing that extra support and give her that support, but don't do it for free. Your time is valuable. And with that, there's something I need to tell you guys in light of all the scripts I've shared with you today. When it comes to addressing the concerns that I've been presenting and the things that your clients or your leads might say to you, remember, you actually don't need to explain yourself ever. You don't need to explain why you're a new business or why you just started in your industry, why you're so young or why you're not, or why your rates or your prices are a certain way. You don't need to explain, but you do need to make your value evident. You need to make sure your perceived value lines up with whatever you're charging. You need to make sure your branding is on point. So if people keep thinking you're a new business, why is that? Is there a way that you can look a little bit more established? It's okay to look established, even when you're new. It's okay to look like you know what you're doing, even from the very beginning. Because although you might feel a little bit lost in business, you're sure of one thing, you can help your clients and you will do everything in your power to deliver a quality experience and a quality end result. So don't feel like a fake. Don't feel like you're doing the whole fake it till you make it thing because the truth is you've already made it. Now you just need to send that message out to the right people so that you can help them. All right, guys, that wraps up today's episode of The Kate Show. And quick disclaimer, If you heard any weird little jingle bell noises in the background of this episode, it's because I am currently recording this episode on a beautiful Saturday morning and I've got my German Shepherd here with me and he likes to jingle his collar at the most inopportune times, but I'm too much of a dog lover to kick him out. So, bear with me, fellow dog lovers, and even if you don't like dogs, well, then I just feel bad for you (laughs) because dogs are seriously the best, so... This is why I don't edit everything out of my podcast. There's still editing to be done. I still do it on every episode, but I want you guys to know I'm just a real person over here sitting on my sofa, hanging out with my dog. I'm wearing yoga pants, currently about eight months pregnant, and I'm, I'm happy To know that you guys know exactly who I am and that I'm not putting up some sort of farce and I don't feel like I need to present myself as something that I'm not and I hope that each of you can reach that same level of confidence if you haven't already in your business because the truth is people just want to know who you are and once they know who you are and they've gotten familiar with your little nuances they will have even more reason to want to work with you aside from just your services. All right, guys, until next time, keep your marketing simple and your message clear. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Visit us at the thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.